past decade or so, I've had a lot of uh, conversations, debates, good topics, you know, dealing with faith and religion, politics sometimes. And in spite of all the encounters that I've had, I've, I, I don't think I've really sat down and shared my story to kind of tell folks why I believe and think the way that I do. And so I wanted to take this opportunity to give my testimony to, to you know, use it to break the ice so we can get to know one another. But before I do, welcome to Exposing the Script Podcast. It's your boy, JC3. Do me a favor, tap that subscribe button. I'm trying to build, I'm trying to grow, I'm trying to get this word out. And then also hit them notifications as well. And that way you can, you can be notified when I drop content. I'm learning the podcasting game. It's, it's hard work, and I'm, I'm up for it. Just trying to put it all together. I want my content to be right. I don't want to be out here lying to the people. So I'm putting a lot of work in it, trying to learn how to to edit, how to, you know, like I say, put out a real good product. So I'm going to pick up the pace. I got a lot of stuff dropping. I got a lot of stuff I've been working on. And so I want you to be notified when you, you know, when it hit. So, again, tap the subscribe button, hit the like, share 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 and leave me a comment and let me know what type of content you'd like to see as well you know so let's get to it in order to to give you a full understanding i got to take you back to the childhood to the early days i kind of grew up it's been you know life has been full of twists and turns for me i started out in the projects with just me and my mom and though it was a struggle in the beginning my mom did the best that she could to give me the things that I need and, and some of the things that I want. I wanted. And so one of the things I admired most about my mama, I mean, she worked hard. She she held down two full-time jobs. She, um, she made it happen. And eventually we got out the projects and began to enjoy life and, and you know, be able to do a little bit more. I'm about to, around the age 13, my mom died. And um, it really, 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 really hurt. You know what I mean? She was a good woman. She looked after me. She loved me. She taught me a lot, you know. And it was at that point that things began to change. And so I ended up getting incarcerated. I did about two and a half years in juvenile. I never, never did time, you know, as an adult. But ended up in training school and that's where everything started to take a downhill twist and so I went from being a straight-a student a um, pretty active you know athlete or whatever to fooling with these gangs and starting you know learning about a lot of things about the streets and the hustle and so it was a it was it was a it was a it was a sudden it was a swift change and so i remember though when i was locked up that uh i remember i couldn't tell you who he was if i ever saw him i couldn't point him out but he came into my cell and he uh he gave me the gospel he witnessed and told me the story of you know god's salvation and his plan for us through jesus christ and I repented of my sins. You know, I got on my knees and I asked the Lord to forgive me for my sinful nature. And I accepted his gift of salvation. 
Now, it would seem that at this point that, you know, everything would get up and I would become this upstanding citizen at that point. But that that's not my story. I know a lot of people may have, you know, that may be their experience. But for me, actually, things got worse. Um, I, I allowed my environment to influence me. And when I was released, when I was 15, came home and I had a, 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 a street perspective. Now, I'm not going you know, really get into my stories. I'm, I'm, I'm quite ashamed of the things that I used to do, the things I did. And so even though I have that shame that I, I, you know, deal with at times, I wouldn't change anything because it helped me to find life as I know it today. And so when I got out, my dad, he was a good dude. I loved him dearly. And, you know, he had him circumstance, his circumstances, which kind of kept him away from me full time. But it got to the point to where we really began to spend a lot of time together. He had his mistakes. And again, I'm not here to, you know, make him look bad or whatever, because my dad did everything that he could as well to take care of me. He, you know, he looked out for me. He, he taught me. He, you know, he did his 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 fatherly duty. And I'm I'm grateful for him as well. And so we got to spend, you know, got to spending time together. I'm trying to, you know, my mom gone. I'm trying to get to know my father. I'm 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 I'm, I'm needing something as a young, you know, teenager or whatever, just going through all this trauma that I brought up on myself. And just as soon as we begin to really kick it on all cylinders, my dad died of cancer when I was a, when I was about 17. And so it was at that point that I just kind of went all the way left, you know what I mean? I hit the streets hard, gang banging, selling drugs, kicking it, I mean, just like un, in an unhealthy manner, just doing anything that I, I felt necessary to fill this void I had in my life. And I earned a pretty nasty reputation. I was one of them slick street, you know what I'm saying, cats. I had them hands for you, but, you know, I would rather, you know, get in your pockets, you know what I mean? I'd rather get in your mind and do things like that. And so it got to the point to where it almost took me out. Now, at this time, I'm staying with my grandmother. You know, and I, I God bless my grandmother. I love my grandmother to death. Anybody who knows me today will tell you that my grandmother is my heart, you know what I mean? She She looked after me when I was wrong. She looked after me when I was doing the things I had no business doing. And she always stood in my corner and she, she did the best that she could, you know? And so I'm with her, but the truth be told, she couldn't handle me because you know, it's my grandmother. She can't, she couldn't really do the things necessary to get me to where I needed to be. But it, it got to a point to while, to where, like I said, I, I did a lot. I did a lot of things that I was ashamed of. I, I, I hurt a lot of people, and I hurt people because I was hurting, you know. I didn't have respect for, you know, myself, others, or, you know, anything of that nature. I really, really, really was was on a downhill spiral. And I had even made it to the point to where I almost messed it up with my grandmother. She ended up, you know, putting us out and... Around the age of 20, I had got my first apartment when I was 17 and messed that up and ended up having to come home for a few months to get things back together. 
But when I'm trying to get things back together, I was messing it up with my grandmother. So I never forget. I ended up in a one bedroom apartment uh, downtown of my city, and uh, I really had to to look at myself. I really had to look at what I had going on, and. I realized that if I kept down the road, it was going to either lead me to the penitentiary or to the grave. That was my only two options. I, I was out there. And so I began to, to try to sort these things out. I had to realize what I was truly dealing with. I had this tragedy that I hadn't gotten over, my, you know, my mom, my dad or whatever. And that, that hurt because in spite of my circumstances, it wasn't that my, my parents didn't provide. I never really could say anything bad about my upbringing. They looked after me. They did all that they could. And then to have them die at the time that they did really hurt. And, I mean, it left me out here alone. I felt like I was misguided. I felt like um, I was lost. And so I was mingling and dabbling into things to try to cover this pain. And again, I'm not an individual who think that because I've been through the things that I've been through that I have a special story or anything like that, because I understand that that people have their circumstances and their situations that everybody has dealt with. My circumstance may not be your circumstance, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that everyone can come up with something in their lives that, that they dealt with to help them shape and mold them to be who they are. It's our experiences that shape us and that whether right or wrong causes us to act, react, think, move the way that we do. And so I had to really look at what I had going on. I had this pain that I was dealing with. I was, you know, heartless and I became very, very grim and and, and I really had no I had no care about life. And so. I realized that I messed up a lot of opportunities. I broken a lot of real good relationships. I, I let a lot of people down. And like I said, I got to that point to where I was at the end of the road. Someone was gonna have to give. I, I attempted suicide a few times and, and it didn't work, you know what I mean? And it was it was a lot on me. And so I wanted to be free. I wanted to be free of the guilt. I wanted to be free of the pain. I wanted to be free of the the even the wrongdoings that I was doing. I'm not the one to blame anybody or anything for my mistakes. I own up to it. It wasn't the system. It wasn't um, any type of other privileges. It wasn't society or my surroundings or anything. My life was destroyed by my actions and so I had to take accountability for it and I had to do something different it was just it if I didn't like I said I was going to die or end up in the penitentiary so I began to try a lot of different things I began to to try like I mean I did the self-helps I did the 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 conscious you know ideologies. I, I tried a lot of different religions. I tried a lot of different um, groups or whatever. Tried the, the, to the education. I tried this, to just, I tried everything I could to fill this void that I had in my life. And 
it came to the point to where some of the stuff was just, you know, it was it was surface level. It t- it made me feel good just for a hot second. When I tried the different religions, I realized that a lot of this stuff is is just rituals. It's a lot of um, looking good, a lot of doing things to make yourself feel good, but it couldn't deal with what I was dealing with. The most important thing that that stood out to me was the fact that when I prayed to these various gods, nobody responded. And so I always felt that, for one, that even though I wasn't raised in church, I always knew that there was a God. And the God that I leaned towards was the God of the Bible. And so I felt like if the if God is real, if he's all that he says he is, if a person wants to follow him, wants to interact with him, I felt like God would make himself known to that person and would, you know what I mean, show him the way. And so when I prayed to these various deities or whatever, got no response. I, 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 my life didn't change. Nothing happened. I, I I stood on what they what their book said, and nothing happened. And so I remember, I got on my knees one day, and I asked the Lord that if you're real, reveal yourself to me, and I'll follow you. Now I'm already saved, and I know that's hard to fathom at this point, but I confess Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. But it was at this point that I was ready to be committed. I had gotten I had gotten to the point to where this was my last effort. And again, I don't know why people come to God. I don't know what is the, that, that story for you that caused you to take that search or whatever. But my situation was was one of a, a dying desire because I had to either do this or... I, I didn't know what else to do. And so, like I said, I cried out, and I just asked him to reveal himself to me. Now, to my surprise, he answered my prayer. First thing he did was he gave me my wife. And that was one of the most life-changing experiences that I ever had in my life because my wife was a Christian. She was, you know, a faithful Christian. She was going to church. She was she was you know, doing her thing, trying to be pleasing to God. But what she was doing didn't look like the typical hypocritical church that we usually see. She was honestly, you know, adamant about her faith and witnessing about her belief, but tender in her dealings with me. She would ask me to go to church all the time and I laugh at her and, you know, she'll go on and when she get out, we'll do our thing or whatever. And what I found, what was so noticeable was the fact that while we were together in the beginning, I watched God do so much for her because of her belief in him. I watched him uh, take care of her. I watched her, watched him fill in the gaps for her. I watched, you know, I watched a lot of things God did. And while he was, while he was doing that for her, he was convicting me and showing me my, you know, where I needed to be 
But at the same time, he was drawing me to him because it wasn't bitter. It wasn't harsh. It was the truth. And a lot of times when we come to God, the first thing he does is put a mirror up. And when we look at the mirror, though we think so highly of ourselves, we actually begin to see what's really going on with us. And again, I'm not trying to get you to put your stuff out on front strip. But what I am trying to do is to get everybody to stop worrying about everybody else and start to look at themselves. Because before you can fix the world or anybody else, you got to start with yourself. And so that's what I did. When he held that mirror up, I did not like what I saw. But what, what really made it bearable was that he showed me what he wanted to do with that. And so... Again, I'm witnessing my wife and walk and her walk and her relationship with God. And um, she asked me to go to church one Sunday. And I finally said, yep. Yeah. But I can't lie, though. I had some other things on my mind. I ain't trying to be graphic, but I felt that I was going, yeah, I'm, I'm impressed. I'll go to church, whatever. And, uh, yeah, you know what I mean? And so when we went to church, this was one of the very first times that I truly begin to hear God speak to my spirit. Now, let's be clear. I'm not telling you that I heard, I saw the sky crack open and the lights, you know, shine down on my spirit. I'm not telling you that I was in the backyard and my bush was burning and, and there God appeared. But it was a subtle voice in my spirit that where he, he began to tell me, come home, come home. I love you, come home. And then at the same time, I was hearing, Nah, you ain't got time for that. You you know, you good out here, you know. And so I gave in to the come home. I went home. And at this moment when I committed myself to God, I committed, you know, I'm going to take it serious this time. It's when he really began to change my life. And the way he did it, he did it in a way that I couldn't deny him because um, first I committed myself to the church and I began to learn about God. And secondly, I committed myself to the study of his word, the Bible. I felt like the Bible leads to God. And if I want to learn about God and learn about what I need to do, learn about life, learn about eternity, learn about my problems, learn about where my provision comes from, that I need to study scripture. And so as I began to study scripture, I noticed some things that begin to take place in my life. First, the pain. He, he healed my pain. He, he transformed my heart. He began to take these thoughts that I had that were bad and began to, to realign them. And I went from being one of the biggest and baddest to one of the most humble because of what I was learning in Scripture. But most importantly, he changed the perception of who I was. I had a name in these streets. And he made it to where, as like right, like right now, I'm a nobody. And I appreciate that because I was running them streets and I know what it's like and I've been shot at and I, I, I've been, you know, sought after or whatever, whatever. And it feels good to finally have that peace. And then he also, not only did he change my mind and he, he, he covered my past, he also gave me a new future to where 
I, for the first time in my life, had a sense of hope and a, a sense of, of new direction. I had something to do that was worthwhile. And, I, you know, it made me feel better and it made me want to stand up and be the man that God created me to be. So I didn't just leave it at learning about the Bible. I began to I began to try to walk it out because when, as I studied, I found that the things that everybody says that it is, it's not really what it is. And so in walking and studying, I began to see the things that God promised in his word take place in my life. I began to um, really see certain, uh, doors open up. I really began to see circumstances that I couldn't change, that I couldn't help begin to fall in my favor. Now, I, I want you to understand from the jump, I am not a prosperity preacher. I'm not with the, the naming and claiming and all that health, wealth, and prosperity. I think you cheapen and prostitute the gospel when you look for the blessing and not the blesser. When the times get tough, who's going to walk with you? Who's going to be with you? Because there are there are two scriptures, and I'm paraphrasing both, that kind of sit in my spirit. One, God says that we can try him at his word. And the word I decided to try him at was he's a very present help in the time of trouble. And I don't know if you've ever been in trouble before or if you've been in a situation to where you can do all that you can do and still find no way out. I've been there, and I've called out to God, and he's made a way for me on numerous occasions. And so the biggest thing for me is him fulfilling his word. Now, I can already hear you saying there are thousands of other belief systems, religions. I mean, you know, they all pretty much teach the same thing. They're pretty much, you know, the same different path, but to the same God. Well, I disagree because when I called out on, on those other gods, they never showed up. They never promised a personal relationship. They never really even showed any care for me. But when I got into scripture and I called out for, for the real God, he made himself known. But the most miraculous thing that has ever happened to me is to have a new mind and a new heart in an old body with the past that I have. And so my testimony is that not only have I watched him do these things in my life, I've watched him do this in, in everyone's lives who was willing to accept him at his word's value. I've watched him transform killers and drug dealers, and I've, I've watched him turn promiscuous people into faithful spouses. I've watched him do a lot of things that a lot of other deities couldn't do. And so my purpose for this podcast is to, one, I want to get into the scripture not to try to, to, to be some apostle, not try to be some teacher, not to try to lord over people or, you know, you know what everybody tries to do, try to make themselves feel, I mean, make themselves appear to be bigger and smarter than the next individual, you know, hit you with these fancy words and these cool slogans. That's not what I'm in it for. I want to see the power of God unleashed in your life. And so the best way that we can do it Instead of talking about the Bible and talking about books, of the, I mean, you know, books that are written about the Bible and 
talking about people who talk about the Bible. Let's get in the scripture so we can see it for ourselves. But then that way we can also begin to see what God really says. And then we can talk about it and we can grow together. And then the other half of this podcast is simply for, you know, things like this to where we'll have various topics and discussions that come up that we'll discuss. Some things may be something that may have grabbed my attention. Maybe some you dropped in a comment. But whatever the case, I want this to be a place that where we can really get to the business. I'm tired of playing. I'm tired of um, watching people play, and I want to get to it. And what I want to see is is when God does his thing with a group of people that believe in him. I've experienced the, the personal blessings or whatever. I'm living a good life. If, if I die today, I'll die a happy man. It's not too much I'm worried about. I trust God with everything that I have. I'm grateful for my relationship through Jesus Christ. And that's what I want to share. But what I want to see if God, you know, willing, I want to watch him and be I want to be a part and watch him do something magnificent with a group of believers. I want to see some 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 big stuff. You know what I mean? Because I truly believe God is willing and I believe he's wanting to right now. So that's the purpose for this space. Now, like I said, I want it to be authentic. I want it to be transparent. But most importantly, I want it to be real. So thought it would be, you know, beneficial if I just share my story so you can begin to understand why I think the way I do. Now, I appreciate you for pulling up to Exposing the Script podcast. Again, it's your boy, JC3. Tap that subscribe button. Drop me a comment and tell me what's up. Until the next time, we out.